0: Monday Monday. Ooh,
1: ooh. It's Tuesday.
0: Ooh, ooh, ooh. Fuck. See? No, that's where I'm at. Welcome to This Is the Pits. My name's Chelsea. Greenwood.
1: And my name's Michael Oberst. And um today we're here to talk Man, about. Man, I legal. really
0: thought it was Monday.
1: You thought it was, well, then you're welcome. It's Tuesday. Guess what, bitch? Monday and Tuesday are in the can. You're reaching oh. your halfway point for the week. Um That's a heavens. So today we're talking about Happy Feet Two, which is a movie from two thousand eleven, starring a whole plethora of fucking famous ass people. Um, We have Brad Pitt. We have Elijah Wood. We have Robin Williams.
0: So that was the highlight of the movie for me was hearing his voice. It's been so long since I've heard his voice. I know. Excited.
1: Made me very happy. Uh I love Robin Williams. Um, I'd like
0: to start off about Happy Feet 2 and say I really didn't like it and I got bored very quickly. And so did – I so I watched it with my niece and nephew who are two years old and five years old. And they mm-hmm. got bored really quickly and TV <laughs> doesn't bore them at all. Like as long as there is a thing on – as long as the screen is on, they are engaged. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they couldn't have cared less about this movie.
1: It's but remarkable. I was I felt the same way.
0: However – I loved Robin Williams and I loved Brad Pitt.
1: And Matt I loved this role for Brad Pitt. Oh um, my god. I could hear. Can get I enough. first of all, I mean, I think it's a little bit funny how if you go on to IMDb as we often do and you look at mm. the 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 like list of voice actors, there's a long list of voice actors, the last one before you have to click see full cast and crew. The last one is Brad Pitt. Matt Damon isn't even mm. on the list. <laughs> he's, not even, he's not even one of the top-billed actors. Um, well, I you know to...
0: that it was supposed to be um, Stephen Colbert and uh,
1: what's-his-face? John, John Stewart? Stewart. Oh, that yeah, would have been they fun. they turned on
0: the role. Can you believe? Because this was like heavy Daily Show days before he quit.
1: No, this was like right before he quit, right? Like, didn't he quit not that long mm-hmm. after
0: this? He d- he quit not that long after this, and it was when Co- the Colbert Show and the Daily Show were a thing, and that was a magical time. In that Television was straight. a magical
1: time, and I th- it's hard to there explain was so to anybody. Good, yeah, like unless how you were there, there, you'll, you'll never was. know. Yeah, and it's you just, can't it's really true.
0: watch back episodes because it was all current and up to date.
1: I you know? know, right? The the episode that you can watch back, and I think is actually a very good, uh, like. Cultural, like little piece is um, mm, the one I know what the, you're the first say. one. What am I gonna say? The first one oh, after 9
0: Yeah, the first one after 9 11 where he cries. Oh my god, sometimes I watch it just for a cry. I love it. <laughs> so do I. So do I. I, watch <laughs> I just want to feel. Also, I miss Jon Stewart so much. Like, I think if I were to pick a husband out of any celebrity, I think Jon Stewart would be the one who would be my yeah. celebrity.
1: No, I husband. get I. I mean, I disagree, but I do understand what you mean. Like, I would not pick him in quite a, He's not, like, quite husband material, but, like, I want him what? close to what? me all the what? time.
0: Let me tell you a story about Jon Stewart, okay? All
1: right. For me, as my husband. All right, Let me, me explain
0: to you why he's my husband. He's Jewish. <laughs> he is smart. So very incredibly smart that it's out of control. Did you watch... He was talking about the survivors of 9-11. Did you see that? He was in... At yeah. the Grand Oh, Church, yeah. Supreme Court... Yeah. Ugh. And he could, I mean, the, he's got to have a humongous dick.
1: Yeah, or just at the least The amount very... of confidence and swagger that he has.
0: Yeah. He has such BDE. When he quit The Daily Show, mm-hmm. okay, he started an animal rescue farm in I upstate
1: New York. I love him so much.
0: And that is actually truly my dream. And how dare you say he's not husband material. I guess he's actually the husband material.
1: material. He's like what husband material is like when you describe it, like that's what it is. But like, um, I mean, I'm not going to try to refute your statement. There's no way, like he's he's one of the best. He's one of the best ever. He's just such an angel. Um, But he would have been great for this role. By the way, everyone listening, we are going to find a lot of reasons to not talk about Happy Feet Two today because (laughs) it's. it's honestly, we're doing this because we have to. It's we ha- we can't skip a movie, but if we could, this would be one of the ones that we skip because it's it's not like so atrociously bad that it's fun to watch. Right. That's uh, exactly right, and it's and not, fun to talk about. And it's like yeah, we can't like poke all all the holes in the story and like laugh about it and stuff like that. It's not. It's just. Not it's also really so that interesting.
0: It's not really that interesting, and it's also so Brad Pitt adjacent. Though I will say, bringing yeah. it back before I. Ch- chandentalized, which I don't know if that's a word, but it should be, um, is that Brad Pitt's role in this is wonderful. It's the best, I think, the best role in the whole movie. Me too, especially existential because it has crisis.
1: virtually nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> no, it's just it's like, like a like, little,
0: it's just like a funny little thing.
1: I only took three notes, four notes for this whole movie, and one of them was, I don't understand why Will the Krill is in this movie, but I'm so glad he's here. Also, partly because I really loved seeing the, like, macro animation of his, like, whole thing. How it's just, like, everything was so Uh, tiny. It's, like, so... I just love... I love tiny things.
0: That's a great segue for me to tell you. (laughs) In order to not talk about this movie, I actually did some research on Krill.
1: Oh, okay. Good. I was hoping...
0: Do you have any... Do you have any interest in hearing about it? It's actually very fascinating.
1: As long as it's not about Happy Feet 2, please tell me everything about
0: (laughs) Krill. Well, why don't you explain what Brad Pitt's character was, and then we can get that out of the way and, like, what his involvement is and, like, what happens.
1: Yeah, so um, Will the Krill is a uh, little Krill that uh, is played by Brad Pitt, and then Bill the Krill is Will the Krill's friend, played by Matt Damon.
0: Well, there's lots of rumors swirling around that they're boyfriends. So oh. there's some there's, you know, I'd like to think they're a couple. The internet, there's a world in the internet that also thinks they're a couple, and I'm going with that narrative. But
1: okay, friends, sure. But what you know what? Too. Look, I'm all for gay couples everywhere and in, in all of everything. <laughs> but like, can two dudes just hang out and not be gay? Like, can two bros not just on go the internet? On an can two bros just go on an existential <laughs> crisis together and not be gay?
0: Absolutely not. No, not on the internet. They can't. Okay. Well, Don't think you have any male friends.
1: Anyway. <laughs> and anyway. because you're
0: gay, all of your friends are your boyfriends, right? That's what the internet
1: thinks. I think that a lot of people <laughs> think that I have a lot of boyfriends because I have a lot of gay yeah. friends. Um, yeah. Uh, I also anyway. do too, but so, I'm called a fag hag. <laughs> Well, you're, uh, okay, we, we, okay, all right, well, we're going to move on.
0: <laughs> Sorry, take her out of there, take that out of Will there.
1: Will the Krill and Bill the Krill are yeah. two Krill who go on an existential crisis when they get separated from their, uh, what do you call it, swarm, their their school, their pack, whatever you want to call it. Their school,
0: them. their school, swarms, um, their swarms.
1: Okay, so they get separated, and then Will is like, oh, like we are bottom feeders, our only role in life is to be eaten. Um, like, yeah, and, they're
0: literally the lowest thing on the food chain in the whole history of
1: the and world and Will the Kill, Krill realizes it and so he like, wants to like, be, like, evolve and he wants to start a new life as a, as a carnivore and, and move up on the food chain and Bill the Krill is like what are you talking about, what are you doing and so they, just, they bounce around trying to find new lives as uh, moved up on the food chain and um, it's just a little existential and- crisis that is adorable and tiny and they has get nothing pretty to do with far the story. along
0: and like Bill the Krill really supports Will the Krill. Yeah, um, he's in a his good venture. friend. And like they, they make it above ground and like he takes a bite out of an animal and tries to be a carnivore and it doesn't work out so well and then eventually he's like accepted back into his family um of Krill. Now, I'd love to tell you some Krill facts.
1: All right. Keep it Krill.
0: This is this is Krill Facts with Chelsea Greenwood. <laughs> First fact is that krill travel Krill travel in swarms so dense that they can be seen from space.
1: Oh, whoa. Okay. That is actually very interesting. I'm surprised. No, this know. is actually...
0: All these krill facts are very interesting. Hold on well, to your tips. I'm, I'm not like- kidding. <laughs> okay. I'm never going to stop. A krill is about the size of your pinky. That's not as interesting. Probably the least interesting.
1: No, but it's helpful. Krill...
0: Get this. Krill is possibly and most likely the most abundant species on the planet.
1: No way. An
0: estimated 500 trillion krill live on the planet Earth.
1: Interesting. 500
0: trillion. If there's they're in every sea. Krill, they're in
1: every ocean. More krill than ants, you think? Because there's a lot oh yeah, there's of motherfucking def- ants out there.
0: There's more krill than ants because they don't divide. Also, get this: it's estimated that the total weight of all Antarctic, just Antarctic krill, is more than the total weight of all humans on Earth.
1: Holy shit balls!
0: Yeah, let your brain explode.
1: Krill. We need to lab. figure out how to eat krill.
0: So, I'm, this leads me to my final fact: the Soviet, <laughs> the Soviet. This is such a Soviet thing. During all of the wars that they've had—World War One, World War Two. I mean probably Cold War, but I know it's not really a war. But anyway, the Soviets have been the only people that fed their entire army on krill. They packaged it like sardines and tin cans and fed it to their army. Because yeah, it's yeah. actually their krill is really nutritious. But like they're like the size of your pinky, like there's no meat there <laughs> that can sustain you. So leave it to Russia to really
1: I love that you said that they also that probably in. did it during the Cold War, like they just like did <laughs> they just like didn't tell their troops and their citizens that it's not a real war and they're like, "Oh, we got to eat this krill again." And the Soviet's are like, "Oh, yeah. yeah, you know, what are you going to do? It's war. We're in war. You got to eat the krill." And they
0: say, "Doesn't matter to me. It's incredible." krillable.
1: Criddle- <laughs> oh, <no. Criddle-able. laughs>
0: yeah, you know. Another fun thing that, that we're
1: going to do this episode is we're going to talk about movies that Brad Pitt almost started.
0: Um, oh my gosh, I can't wait for that.
1: So, I'll Chelsea, when do you think we should do that? Should we do that after we talk about the yeah, movie? Yeah,
0: let's, let's talk about the movie. I have a few things. This movie is a little bit shrouded in darkness, which I'd like to talk about because the movie's called Happy Feet. But there's like, when the first, you know, when we normally go and we do research. Yeah. You go through the trivia, you go to the Wikipedia. The first fun fact about this is that Brittany Murphy was supposed to be the pink character. She died. She died. And Pink was cast. Also, this is the last mm. movie that Robin Williams did before he died. No, it's not. The last animated movie, I
1: believe. Animated, yeah. probably, yeah. But he died. In no, I think it's his
0: last. I think this was the last movie that came out.
1: No, I'm pretty it's sure. Not. This what came is? out in 2011. He did yeah. the Big Wedding, Face of Love, Boulevard, Angriest Man in Brooklyn. Merry friggin' Christmas, Night at the Museum, A Secret Tomb. Uh, oh, of or course. Secret of the Tomb. Merry friggin' As-
0: Christmas?
1: And then he did absolutely anything, which is a voice thing. Uh, he was a dog. So the movie was there, oh. but he did a voice for it. Um, I guess I was wrong. He did, yeah. Oh, and he did. Call oh me my God. I didn't know he was in an episode of Louie, the TV show. Well, we don't talk about don't, Louis C.K. anymore. We don't talk
0: about Louis C.K. anymore. <laughs> it's so sad. Most important thing about Happy Feet 2, are you ready? Yeah, yeah. It came out on November 18th, 2011, which is my birthday.
1: Oh, my God. You were born yeah. on November 18th, 2011.
0: Yeah. Can you believe how you young I so am? You're just so young.
1: You're only eight years old.
0: <laughs> That's what leap year people always say. You know? I know. And People I'm like, can we stop fucking 29th? around? Like
1: why are you <laughs> why are you like this?
0: That made sense when we were in like third grade. It was like the coolest thing ever.
1: Right. To say you're like, oh zero my God, you're two. years old. You're like yeah, you're, like, yeah, so yeah, crazy. You're only two. But like really, <laughs> I mean we know. Come on. We know. We do. What know. if what if they actually didn't age? That would be funny. My God. Okay. Um, let's talk about the plot. <laughs> Should we do the plot of Happy Feet Two? I mean, we can
0: do a sweeping plot.
1: It's kind of
0: whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, Happy Feet One, I loved. I didn't. It was filled with music. Okay, so Happy Feet One is like this guy. Everybody can sing, and they have heart songs, and then the dad, who's the guy, who's the dad in this, like danced, and they were like, and the whole community of penguins was like, "Whoa, buddy! Like that's weird." And then it was this triumphant story. Happy Feet Two, however, is starts off in that same arc in that the kid can't dance as well as the others, which I was on board for. Like I texted you when the movie started, I was like, "Okay, I'm already into this. There's singing, there's dancing, there's beautiful." And it started off
1: with a baby penguin uh, dance sequence to "Sexy Back," which was interesting. But anyway, well,
0: at the time it was a big deal, and I have to say, like, that's basically the exact same storyline. As Happy Feet 1, and I was like, I'm fully engaged and ready to do this again. Yeah. But then it became a tale of, a very convoluted tale about global warming and an iceberg that was coming, and then there was like live action humans,
1: yeah, and then there was like which, a mean yeah.
0: elephant seal, and it just like wasn't cohesive at all.
1: Well, the whole story, the whole movie is about yeah. them getting stuck between... <laughs> a glacier like a glacier moves because of global warming it moves and it gets all of their penguin clan stuck (laughs) except for the four
0: who like went out on an adventure
1: yeah except for the four main characters Um, and the movie is called Happy Feet 2 so after a bunch of trial and error things guess what the solution is dance Mm. the solution is dance to dance their way out of there um, I gotta, I gotta tell you. And guess what? That's when dancing to work?
0: every problem. Yeah, well, when, <laughs> when dancing they, did
1: they had they had to dance even harder. That was the problem. <laughs> they weren't dancing hard enough. <laughs> they
0: needed to recruit people to dance with them. To recruit seals to dance with them.
1: They needed to step and their dance, their pussies up. They
0: danced so hard that they moved a fucking glacier.
1: Get some big old dance pussies. Oh my god, a squirrel just ran, ran by. Um, yeah, this is a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> So it's it's just I and it's like everyday pro in this movie, in the world of this movie, everyday problems are solved with dance. You know what I mean? Like everything is solved Which with dance. Which I'm okay remarkable. with in
0: theory. I'm in theory it is. But then like my problem is like there's sixteen storylines. We've got Will and Bill the Krill, we've got this like Phantom flying. Okay, I think the point was to tell us that humans are bad, but then there was a flying penguin who was actually a puffin, who was like a false prophet. So we have a false prophet, global warming, like mean elephant seals, trapped penguins, a father and a a son who don't understand each other. And it's like, this is a kid's movie, guys. Let's just simplify it,
1: Yeah, you know? Yeah, and I think that... Well, I think... Because while I was watching it, I was thinking, like, this story is almost too simple. They're stuck, and they have to get out. That's the whole story. No, um, no,
0: no. I, I was like, this is way too much. I'm like, that. if they're stuck and they have to get out, that's better for me than, like, why set it up that he feels weird? Why is there this weird prophet? Like, then they bring <laughs> the humans in. The humans don't do a good job.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, The and the humans thing was very weird. It was like. I mean, all the I humans know. were
0: in just... live action, too, which was kind of cool looking.
1: Yeah. But, but it but really they were struck also, home. It, they were live action, but then they got on, sn- on sleds, and they when they were on sleds, they weren't live action anymore.
0: And then they were afraid of a storm, and so they ran away and couldn't help the penguins, which, like, any human being that stumbled upon all of those penguins would, like, for sure have stayed. If I know my uh... humankind...
1: I don't know. I think in Antarctica things are a little bit different,
0: right? Like they could die.
1: Yeah, like they're like, look, uh, we ha- we can't like call for help. Let's just go. There's just these penguins are fine. They're in Antarctica, right? Like they're fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um. So and like that's kind of the whole story. Like we kind of did it, and then they so <laughs> the right ra- the way that they eventually get out is uh, they recruit their walrus friends, or, or is that what they are? They're not walruses. They're um. They're um,
0: elephant seals.
1: Elephant seals, yeah. They recruit yeah. their elephant seal friends um, to come dance hard so that they can break off a piece of the glacier to use as kind of like a little ladder to get out.
0: Um, yeah, it doesn't make sense unless you watch it.
1: It's like... No, it doesn't make any sense. It, I have should. to say...
0: We'll get to ratings eventually, but like... I've been really not, I'm just not pleased when I think about this movie. When I think about Happy Feet 1, I have a little glow in my heart. This one, I'm like, it doesn't make sense, and it's hard to talk about. That being said, I did do some research. It was very, very hard to find Brad Pitt talking about this because it came out in 2011, which was the same year as Moneyball and Tree of Life, which were two serious, amazing, really great roles for Brad that he took seriously And so this is, like, the weird, you know, third cousin of this great year. So he never talks about it. He doesn't even say anything. I was expecting to hear quotes like I did it for my kids. I think he really genuinely just wanted to, like, hang out with Matt Damon in a room for a day and get paid whatever million dollars to, like, spend one day with his best friend in a room. Mm -hmm. And we'll post on Instagram. there's There's video footage of them recording together and Brad Pitt singing. But what I could find was this. Um... Matt Damon did a lot of quotes, but Brad Pitt said, or no, the um, director, George Miller, said, they were really very free, working off each other because they know each other so well. Matt Damon can sing, and Brad Pitt made it very clear up front that he couldn't. But Brad just said, this is a no shame zone. I'm going to go out there and give it a go. And he did remarkably well. His singing is in the movie. And there's a clip of him recording the singing, We Are the Champions. Then Damon admits the singing was a bit of a surprise. It was just fun to go for it for a day and say, what the hell? It's definitely not my strong suit. <laughs> but I figured you got to go mm-hmm. loud or go home.
1: <laughs> Love that. Uh, I lo- go loud or go home. Well, you know, yeah. what you, if you can't hit the notes um, accurately, you can definitely just hit them loudly and just go with yeah. that.
0: And then both of them gushed about the director, George, and they were like, Matt Damon says, there's a contagious fearlessness that comes from George. Reminder: We're talking about Happy Feet too. You see a guy who loves the project that much, and you realize that you've made the first—you've made the first movie great. Oh wait, and you realize what, that what made that first movie great is that spirit. Brad and I were just doing stuff we've never done in any kind of movie, movie animated or not. We were there thinking, "Now that was cool." Oh Happy my Feet god, too, ladies and gentlemen.
1: This is yeah. Hollywood. <laughs> Again, this is Happy Feet 2. Um here's <laughs> yeah. a fun here's a funny thing. Um I'll get into the numbers later, but this movie, I will tell you this movie absolutely flopped. Um like really Get into really numbers bad.
0: now. Why not? We have half an hour in.
1: All right, fine. Um well, the movie had a um it's ve- I mean it's not a hard number, but they say 135 billion dollar budget. Um The reason I say it's not a hard number is because they also got a 40% tax rebate from Australia for this movie. What? Which is huge. And
0: What? That's basically free movie making.
1: Yeah. George Miller is notoriously um, bad at time management, um, and he goes over budget and over schedule. Uh, You may know George Miller from... Movies such as Mad Max from 1979, Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior from 1981, Mad Max Fury Road from 2015. Uh. But George Miller also, before he directed Happy Feet 2, he did Babe, Pig in the City. Uh. Which was another huge, huge kids movie flop. Like It flopped. Of epic pro- oh, yeah. Of oh, my God. I quote that
0: movie every day of my life.
1: No, it <laughs> flopped big time. think it was my time. favorite movie. You would think that it's a big movie. The original Babe? I don't know. Um, But it wasn't him. So in 1998, he did Babe Pig in the City. And then, um, (laughs) like years later, eight years later, he finally is able to poke his head out of the ground and do Happy (laughs) Feet 1. Out of his shame spiral. Out of his shame spiral of bad movie making. And he did Happy Feet 1. Goes great. Good for him. The next movie he does after Happy Feet 1 is Happy Feet 2. Massive, massive flop does not do yeah. well at all. So it has a yeah. let's just say, let's just say $135 million budget. Even though Yeah, I mean some that was what was given to them. That's well that's what they say. Some people say it went over $135 million, but they just say $135 million because they they got their 40% tax rebate. Um, but anyway so for the numbers for this movie, they did let's just say they had a hundred and thirty five million dollar budget. Um, they opened at number two On your birthday in 2011, Uh, (laughs) they opened behind Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 1. Oh, Uh, my God.
0: Well, I just, I can't even begin to tell you how
1: much I love Twilight. Did you see that (laughs) on your birthday that year?
0: I don't think I love it that much that I would run to a theater on my birthday that year, but I really love all things Twilight. I'm trying now to think in my head what I was doing on my birthday that year in 2011. Well, interesting. L- Go let on. me
1: finish telling you the numbers, and if you can remember, then we'll come back to it. But um, they had $221.2 million on their opening weekend. What? 10 days. Yeah. 10 days after being out in the theaters, they had only made $43 million. 10 days <laughs> oh, in the theaters. Oh, my God. oh no.
0: Um, and it was probably like a hugely wide release, right?
1: Yeah, of course. They like blasted that shit everywhere. Uh, and then. It's total. At the end of the day, their total domestic gross was sixty four million, um, which is not fuck? even half of their budget. And then their total worldwide gross, international and domestic combined, was one hundred and fifty seven point nine million. With their DVD sales uh, added on top of that of twenty eight point five million, they are barely. Like, they made their money back, and I guess it's not barely, but it's not a good investment.
0: Well, you make your money back, but if you don't make any money on top of that, you're not making any money.
1: It's, yeah, you're they breaking didn't make even. much money. They, they, they basically like... broke even.
0: Wow, that's crazy. So what Because was the, the studio production studio budget, I don't think, it? really
1: includes Warner Brothers.
0: Idiots. Wow, that's yeah. wild.
1: Yeah, and Village Roadshow as well. Um, it's just like, I mean, these the budget numbers also don't include marketing and stuff like that, which they put a ton into. So, of course, I think they probably barely made their money back, which is not wow. good. Considering it's not good, considering you have Robin Williams, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, Pink, like all these big, big stars in an animated it's movie, good and considering you like pull some shit together.
0: Yeah, but it's like that just goes to show it goes like stardom like that can only go so far because it's like. Especially for family movies specifically because it's like, okay, I'm going to go take my 7 and 10-year-old to see this movie. Right. And I'm probably going to enjoy it. But if So that's like what? Let's just say a nuclear family. Boy, girl, 7 and 10, mom, dad, go to the the theater. And they're like, great. I'm going to go see this movie and then I'm going to buy the DVD and then I'm going to play it for my kids because it'll be great. And then I'm going to tell all of my parent friends to go take their kids. Because what I've learned living in the vicinity of my family is, like, when you have kids, you have to keep them entertained all the fucking time. So if this movie isn't going to hold their engagement, then, like, it's not worth spreading the word about, you know?
1: Also, so what what some people said was that there were too many family movies out at the time. There there was too much, like, just too much in the market for family movies. And also with Twilight opening at the same time, that a lot of people at that point had just, like, Taken their daughters to see Twilight. Their young daughters. Yeah, like, I guess
0: it's like that is, that's just like right on the verge of family movie. What came out that year though was We Bought a Zoo starring Matt Damon. Oh my God, remember Rango starring Johnny Depp? He was that weird, oh, like, yeah. The Muppets, The Smurfs, Puss in Boots, Rio. Puss in
1: Boots, yeah. I mean, there's just a lot. Cars Crunchy 2, Panda Kung 2. Fu Panda 2. Panda 2. Um, yeah winnie the Pooh smurfs dolphin tail like yeah zookeeper.
0: yeah, so my point is like if you're not like they tried to make this like very lofty thing for a kid's movie and it didn't just work out it just like didn't go for it, so it just didn't yeah
1: well, this movie felt like it could have just been straight onto like dVD or Netflix like it wasn't it felt like a featurette, you know like there just wasn't Totally. It wasn't a strong, strong story. It was kind of plain. And I'm mad that I had to watch the whole fucking thing and pay for it.
0: Yeah. I mean, same. I, I wasn't like... I Because I was really excited. Also, I watched it with my niece and nephew. And I was going to have her be on this podcast. And she just like didn't... I'm going to record something for our Instagram. But like she just didn't have... She just, it wasn't memorable. Some movies you put on and she doesn't stop talking about for years. I played her The Lion King when she was three she's five now and she still talks about the mean lion every single fucking day
1: (laughs) you know (laughs)
0: some things stick and some things don't um but what's weird is like it's hard to review a like i know my review for this movie but it's hard to remove like as a professional i wonder like roger ebert or ew how do you even rate a movie like this like,
1: well, did you, why don't we just, why don't we just fucking do the reviews right oh, now? We're
0: sl- we are sliding right in, okay? And then,
1: yeah, because we still have to do the movies that Brad didn't star in things. So we'll be, that's, yeah. we're going to fill up faster than we think. Um,
0: so let's just wrap up.
1: Yeah, do what let's wrap this too. shit up. Do what are the, what are the, how was it received?
0: It was received like 50-50. The EW gave it an A-minus. That being okay, said, well, it was like a one paragraph review that was like it was fun and charming and cute. Clearly the person who reviewed it did not watch the movie and didn't care and was like this is a this is a pox on my serious career as a movie reviewer.
1: They watched well, that's exactly how I feel.
0: Yeah, exactly as a movie reviewer myself.
1: As a movie Roger reviewer, Eber this
0: absolutely is... hated it.
1: Didn't he die?
0: <laughs> he it's one of his last ones. No, he dies in 2013, I think, but he gave the film two and a half stars, and he said the animation is bright and attractive, and the music gives the characters something to do. But the movie has way too much dialogue, and is way too philosophical and analytical for like a cartoon movie. Which is exactly how I feel. Which I Good. never. Well, at agree least he with actually Roger watched Hebert. it. Yeah, I mean, he takes his job seriously. Whether or not I respect his opinion it's another matter. Um, <laughs> IMDb gives it a five nine out of ten. Rotten Tomatoes yeah. gives it a forty five. 45 okay. feels right to me. I would even yeah. go so far as to give it a 34. Um, and then Common Sense Media, which is a new one, which is another like amalgamation of ones, uh, gives it a three out of five.
1: Okay. Um, How about you? How about me, what?
0: What's your rating?
1: For the movie overall? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Um, no,
0: let's talk about Brad's performance
1: yeah well, Brad's performance was actually, yeah I think you're right, it was the best part. Um, I mean and his looks too. he was fucking hot as hell in this movie. Yeah I mean, you ever, you, have Honestly, you ever in your life wanted to fuck a krill because I did. Um, <laughs>
0: no, but you know what? I would fuck like a trillion of them.
1: <laughs> at once. Ooh do you think like a bunch of krill like just going to town? Going oh my to town God yeah. on you Probably would be Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a
0: trillion pound town.
1: I would let the, I would let a bunch of krill, just like, I would just sit, sit on a bunch of krill and just let them just do their <laughs> thing and just see what happens. It would um, be krill-rageous. It, it would be, uh, yeah, no, I don't have anything for that. I'm not going to do yeah, it. Yeah, don't. Just don't. Okay, so why don't I just tell you, my movie overall, yeah. it's got to be like a four. Because I was bored the whole time. I yeah, did 3. love the animation. It would honestly yeah. be lower, but I love the animation of the Krill stuff. So it gets like a, yeah. an extra point. But, um.
0: Yeah, there was, was a was lot of beautiful animation that I'm just not visiting when, when when I talk about this because I was so appalled by how bored I was.
1: Yeah. What I was don't want to, you know what?
0: Then? Well, I was going to say 3.5, but you're right. I'll go for 3.7. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, I'm sure they appreciate your, your Yeah, Well,
0: little do they know what an important film critic I am.
1: Yeah. Well, you just wait till this blows up and then they will have, they won't even know what the fuck hit them. Um, okay. Well, and Brad's performance, where are you at with that?
0: So how are we going to do this? Because he was definitely the best part of the movie, but he, and I did watch a movie of him. I mean, I watched a video of him making it and he did give it his all, but he was having fun. I mean, 10. I don't know. What do you do? Let me ask
1: you let me ask you a question. Yeah. Have you ever seen Brad look like he was not committed to a role? What do you mean like when he was Well, I mean like sometimes he does a role and then he doesn't he doesn't do a good job of acting in it or he like you know, it seems like he maybe misinterpreted what the role was trying to do. But, I think there were a few of those like right
0: before 7 years in Tibet. He did the slew of movies. Let me look at the filmography really sure. quick because there but, was there was a moment we talked about this all the time where he filled it like where he just really called it in.
1: Really? Okay, so I don't I can't well now maybe I'm just like blinded by how good he's been lately, but yeah. I can't remember a time. But we are in a
0: very good moment.
1: I can't remember a time when he has not at least tried to do a good job. Maybe, maybe interview with a vampire because he truly didn't give a fuck. Because, like, he interview- was miserable. Did
0: we ever watch The Favor?
1: Yeah, that's the one that Meatball was on.
0: Oh my God, we, yeah. We recorded yeah. it in New York. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was so long ago. Um, 712 Monkeys.
1: Like, I think he always puts effort in and he tries hard. It's just like, sometimes it's not good. So anyway, my point though is that even though the movie's not good and his role is small and it's animated and he's a krill, um, he gives it his all. (laughs) He shows up every day for work. He comes to work and he does his goddamn job.
0: Absolutely, and it's a joy to watch him go. That's what I don't know how to rate him because I think he did it. I mean, what is he supposed to be able to do better than this? Sure.
1: Yeah. No. Like, do I I... I need to give
0: him? Do I rate the movie three point seven and then give Brad Pitt a ten because it's the best? part of the movie. Well, like, I just, no, I don't know where not, to go here.
1: He can be, okay, he can be good, but a 10 is a movie that is like blowing, it's like his performance is blowing your mind. I would yeah. give him a, give him a seven and a half for this because he was great, but he was also limited, you know, so it's not like he, he could really steal the show, which is what it would give him a higher rating as if he steals right. the show. Like,
0: if the movie was called Bill's the Krill... As opposed to Will. Happy Feet 2. Sorry, Will, the crew. Right,
1: yeah.
0: Um, Hollywood, are you listening? Because imagine a full feature length movie with Brad Pitt and Matt Damon called Bill and Will's Excellent Sea Venture.
1: Okay, see, now we're talking. <laughs> see, I'm in for that. You know what, what I mean? And Kay. you know what's so great about it is that they were but, having a real full blown existential crisis. Oh, it was, so it was funny. Like,
0: their character was the best part of the thing because it was like it was a romp. It was like fun to watch them try to navigate it, but it was also like a thinker for it was good for grown-ups and kids alike. That's all I'm saying. That's Let's, all that matters. Um this is the second episode where we've discussed pitching to Hollywood and I really do feel like Bill and Will The Krills would be an excellent movie. That being said, I guess the way I want to judge Brad's Performance here is, could he carry a whole 90-minute feature as Will, the girl?
1: Absolutely, and I think I would give him a higher rating because he would be able to explore the character a little bit more.
0: Yeah, he'd really get into that existential crisis. If I know Brad, he will munch on an existential crisis.
1: You know what I'm saying? He will make a a full-ass meal, a seven-course meal out of an existential crisis.
0: So that being said, keeping it lighthearted, keeping it with his friends, I'm going to give him an eight.
1: I think I'm also gonna give him an eight.
0: Can you believe? Because it's
1: good. It's good. It's not like but but I can't give him a nine or a ten because it's not like no. that level. But it's very good oh. and it can't he 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 did what he could with what he had.
0: Exactly right. Now in terms of krills go we're talking Physically looks? speaking, we're talking
1: looks. was Brad's. I'm giving him a ten.
0: Looks. You're giving him a ten. We're giving him a ten. I I honestly preferred Bill to Will. If we're going to oh, marry, fuck, kill. If we're going to marry, fuck, kill, I would kill the main penguin.
1: Yeah, Fuck
0: for sure. Will and marry Bill.
1: Yeah, I think that's the right answer. Um, Although that elephant about,
0: seal does have a nice protruding face. <laughs> you
1: you know that that's, that's the one that I'm thinking about.
0: <laughs> you could get some nasty shit going there.
1: <laughs> you could really get some nasty shit. and. With that little baby one, you could just put that little fuzzy baby guy just put him <laughs> right inside of you.
0: Are you a felcher? That's um,
1: what they're
0: called felchers, right? When you put rodents up your ass?
1: No, felching is... We're not going to talk about felching. Why don't you okay. tell me your... <laughs> what's you, So what are you doing for Will the Krill? Nine?
0: No. I don't like... You know what I don't like about him is that he has too many lofty ideas. Like, I can't tell, actually. Maybe he needs to have lofty, lofty ideals.
1: He would have never left. A,
0: yeah, honestly, I do like that he was a rule breaker. I'm going to give him a 6.5 of sexual attractiveness to me.
1: Okay, wow, that seems low, but okay.
0: <laughs> All right. All right. Well. And thus concludes Happy Feet 2. Do you want to spend the last couple of minutes talking about movies Brad Pitt has turned down?
1: Sure. Have you, do you, did you look any of these up? No,
0: I didn't, I didn't remember that we were doing this. It's going to
1: be so fun then. Okay, so movies that Brad could have started.
0: Yeah.
1: Born Identity. I think we talked about this. He was offered the role. Was that,
0: that was the first one, right?
1: No, this isn't in chronological order. These are just. No, the first
0: Born, the first Born movie. Oh
1: yeah, the first Born, but then he would have been for the whole thing. Yeah. And then obviously it went Whoa. to Matt Damon. Brad Pitt turned down *Born Identity* to do *Spy Game*. Um, Brad Idiot. Pitt could have been in *Almost Famous* as the lead guitarist. <gasps> How no. good! How good would that have been? Oh that would have been so my fucking god!
0: Cool. Wow, That I know. is a bummer. But the *Almost and Famous* you know what? is great the way it is.
1: It's great the way it is. But they wrote the role of the lead guitarist for Brad Pitt's name. They wrote it for Brad. Why did he turn it down? He didn't get it. That's And that's a quote. He didn't get it enough. He was, like, signed on. He was down. He was, like, learning the role and, like, talking with the director. But then he just, like, didn't get what the movie was trying to do. And so wow. he turned it down. But I will say he turned it down to do Fight Club and Snatch.
0: Okay. So, so he turned it down not because I feel like maybe that quote is a little misconstrued because that makes me judge him so hard because it's, like, basically being Led Zeppelin. Right.
1: No. For all intents no. no. And purposes. No. I I think, it. I think Brad didn't understand what they wanted from him in that role. That's what. That's what I understood. I'm gonna um, so go with the
0: excuse of Snatch and Fight Club. Like he got two better movies. I mean, but what a world! Like what? If he had taken.
1: I think it was just Fight Club. I think Snatch was filmed earlier.
0: But if he had taken that movie, like, butterfly effect-wise, what would I be doing? Like, would I have ever had oh, yeah. moved to New York if he was an Almost Famous? Like, would I be still <laughs> <Okay>. bartending? <laughs> no, seriously.
1: True. Where would this podcast
0: I mean, have been? All What these would movies. that
1: movie have been? What would that movie have really been? Because it would have been I mean, very different. Brad. It would have when been Brad very g- When you put Brad Pitt in your movie, it changes. Yeah, 100%. So, um, anyway, the other, another one is uh, the movie Heathers. No. Was, when was yeah. Heathers made? Uh the 80s, late 80s. It would have been a big, big role for him. Christian Slater obviously got the role, but he Brad didn't get the role because the producer, Denise Denovi, um mm-hmm. who nobody knows who the fuck she is anymore, because she didn't pick Brad Pitt because she didn't quote, she didn't find anything extraordinary about him at all. <laughs> it wow. would have been his first feature film, 1988. Um, that is so funny. So that he probably wouldn't
0: do. have done Thelma and Louise, and he would have had a completely different trajectory.
1: Well, and he again, certainly like, he certainly wouldn't have met Juliette Lewis. Which, I mean,
0: ugh, more like Juliette
1: Buis. Um, Lewis Good one. He was offered the role um, that Hugh Grant got in About a Boy. Uh, he eventually. No, t- he that al- was ult- a
0: British role that needed to stay British. I'm I'm on that. I'm on board with that one.
1: I did yeah, love I think that it movie. turned out it turned out better because uh, yeah. Brad did think the premise was far fetched, um,
0: and like Hugh Grant's like,
1: it was that perfect. Was, that was he a was like rom com guy. It didn't. He it, was the
0: king of the rom com guy when that came out.
1: Brad, I think also in 2000, 2002, Brad may not have had the chops to do a rom com. I don't think he. You know, he's
0: not really a rom com guy. He just has done that one rom com that we watched, The Favor. Right?
1: And that was bad. And it was very bad. And that
0: was bad. And then the closest thing to that was... Um,
1: Micho Black.
0: <laughs> Micho Black, yeah. Maybe the Mexican? Maybe?
1: Not really. Oh, yeah. The Mexican, kind of. But it, I don't know. I, I don't think rom-coms are his thing. I'm glad he didn't do it. Yeah. He also but also, awkward. like,
0: series, like the Bourne series, are not his thing. The closest thing he got to that was the Ocean stuff.
1: No, he, I think he, he could have he nailed the Bourne series. Although I agree. Although Matt Damon I agree, was Amazing. Amazing. He is Jason Bourne. He was also offered the role, um, a role in Kick-Ass. He was offered Nick Cage's dad role.
0: I'm surprised he didn't take um, that. That's something that I would think he he, would take. uh,
1: He did. He wanted to take it, but he had a scheduling conflict with Inglorious Bastards. Um, And he still was listed as a producer on the movie anyway, because it was his production company. So um, that was in 2009. He was still involved with the movie, but he would have done a really good job for that role. Um, he was offered Billy Baldwin's role in Backdraft, but um, the, at the end of the day, the producers turned him down because he didn't look enough like um, Russell... Uh, what's his name?
0: Crow? Brand?
1: Crow. Yes, Crow. He didn't look <laughs> like, enough like Russell Crowe, and he was supposed to play his brother. So Billy Baldwin got the role. Brad Pitt did Thelma Louise instead. Um, so, again, turned out great. Uh, he was in talks to be in The Matrix... Um, Warner Brothers wanted Brad Pitt or, uh, Val Kilmer to play the title role in Matrix, but the Wachowskis insisted on Johnny Depp or Keanu Reeves. Yeah,
0: obviously. Clearly. That's like Hollywood being like, let's get a pretty person. And then the director being like, you guys are fucking morons. We need a dark, brooding person. I don't think Brad
1: Pitt could have done it. He's not.
0: No, you read too much on his face. You need someone who can, like, hold all the information in the world behind his eyes.
1: Keanu, Keanu is a near-perfect person. There's that fucking squirrel again. Um, we talk Keanu, about, we've been talking about Keanu a lot recently. He came up in our last episode, He's It's because, because Keanu He's making... and Brad Pitt and uh, Johnny Depp and Leonardo DiCaprio all are, like, the same tribe. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: same time. Um, yeah.
1: Brad was going to do Apollo thirteen as one of the four astronauts. Uh, he he turned it down to do seven. So I think yeah. good career choice on Brad's part. He would have done great, I think, in Apollo thirteen though. Um yeah. I really oh, would love hundred percent. I Brad love Pitt and well Tom that's Hanks. the
0: time period for me too. That like decade, you know?
1: Oh yeah.
0: Like the sixties for him. Wow, 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 you know what I mean to say?
1: Um so for sleep. He was going to be in Sleepy Hollow. Same thing. Paramount. Um, wanted Brad Pitt really bad because he was hot. And um, Tim Burton was like, no, I want Johnny Depp. Yep. Uh, same exact yeah, Brad thing Brad Pitt would have been
0: horrible in that movie. Y-
1: he would have been horrible. Same thing happened with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, it was a Burton okay, movie. Okay, so it's
0: just like, we need a Hollywood person.
1: There's a few There's a few of those where they're like, we need that a Hollywood person. That makes me
0: hate Hollywood.
1: Yeah. Um... An interesting one was American Psycho. Brad Pitt auditioned for the role. He was like one of the front runners for it. Ooh, uh, I could all, see that. Obviously, he didn't I could
0: really see that.
1: Um, one thing that's funny is Shawshank Redemption, the the main guy, was written for Brad. Um, no. But he turned it down to do, wait for it, Interview with the Vampire. No! He, he was <laughs> You know, that, that movie is
0: universally lauded as one of the best movies ever made. Like if you ask.
1: Oh yeah. Top three one, uh, ever made. If, there's,
0: if you ask five people or at least five white male people what their favorite movie <laughs> is, three of them will say Shawshank Redemption.
1: Well, you watch it in like high school film class and it like Oh, it's a your fucking mind. great movie. It's a good, um, good movie. Oh I, my God. He would have done so good, I think in that role. He would have
0: been great. He would have been great, but it would have been a different, again, it would have just been a different world we're living in. It, this was is all what, it was the fascinating he
1: need, he wanted to find.
0: Yeah. Oh god. Would he have okay. been the new Russell Crowe then?
1: Maybe. You know. Okay. S- three more. Okay. He was supposed to be in The Departed. It was supposed to be Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise instead of Matt Damon and Leonardo DiCaprio. Um Brad Pitt left the movie to do the de- to do Babel. Um, Has he ever worked and- with
0: Scorsese before?
1: I don't think so. He hasn't, no. No. Um, But I'm glad that he left because I don't think that he could have done as good of a job as Matt Damon and Leonardo DiCaprio did. That movie's also one of my favorite movies ever. Great movie. It's so fucking good. Yeah. He was in talks to do The Titanic, um, but Leonardo DiCaprio got the role because apparently when Leonardo went in to do do an audition, every woman in the the whole building uh, found a way to be... In the audition or near the audition. Yeah. And James Cameron was like, okay, this guy is has an effect on women. And so he had Leonardo DiCaprio instead of Brad Pitt, which is wild.
0: It's a different kind of sexy. Like, Brad Pitt looks very good. But he's yes. not necessarily like, I want him. Like, if we Leo could marry fuck... I mean, like, this is interesting, though. If we could marry fuck... Leo in Titanic, specifically Jack from Titanic, and the guy from
1: no and Matt Thelma Damon and in Louise. no 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 no, okay Leo in Titanic yeah Johnny Depp in um what's eating Gilbert Grape
0: oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god and
1: then Brad Pitt and Thelma and Louise that's a hard oh one.
0: my god oh my god oh my god okay so I would marry. I would marry Leo. I would fuck Brad Pitt, and I would kill Johnny Depp, because Johnny Depp is such a sad sack, even though he's smolderingly sexy in that movie. Anyway, we've digressed. We've done nothing but digress this entire episode.
1: Yeah. Um, Last one, Thelma and Louise. Brad Pitt was offered the lead role. He took Floyd and What?
0: What? What's the lead role? The husband?
1: In, In True Romance, it's the role that Christian Slater had.
0: Oh, you said Thelma and Louise.
1: Did I? Sorry. True romance. That's
0: okay. Wow. Interesting. He was like, I just want to be a stoner on the sidelines instead of be the lead character in a play, in the movie. I forget
1: why. I think we talked about it when we did True Romance, but I I forget exactly uh, why he took Floyd, but I'm glad he did, because that was a great role. (laughs) It showed that he had comedy chops. I think he had just come off something heavy, and he was like, I want to do something fun.
0: It also introduced him to Tarantino, which is a match made in heaven from there from thenceforth.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, there's something okay, so that concludes Happy Feet. And next week we're doing
1: Killing Them Softly. Called?
0: Killing them Softly. We have a very special guest who we'll reveal later. Yeah. But you know what? Also, I wanted to just flag this before I forget, is that Brad Pitt does what? Between Two Ferns with Zach Galifianakis in 2-2014, and I really want to encourage everyone who listens to watch that, and then I want to have like an, an Instagram Live about
1: it or something. Oh, wow, Instagram Live. Okay.
0: All right. I would, I would just like to engage with that little bit of content because I think it exposes a lot of who Brad Pitt as a person is. And you know how I love to move away from movies and go into...
1: The true Brad. True Brad. Yeah. We're, we're Brad purists. Um, yeah. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Please, obviously, follow our socials if you don't already. You can get cool announcements about who our special guest is going to be for the next episode. Um, it's it a big one, guys. Week. It's a big one. It's a real one. Um, so, that's exciting. Anyway. Um, love you, everybody. and uh, I love bye. you.
0: Thanks for listening. If you made it this far, you are...
1: You're a true you are, trooper. <laughs> or you're you asleep you and do. you started listening to fall asleep and you're now asleep, which is great, too. So, um, Anyway, love you. Bye. All right. Love you guys. Talk to you soon.